So, you're looking for something different. Well, you found it. Right here with expat entrepreneur Jewel Daniels. Pushing boundaries on the solopreneur journey, where we're all about learning to build beyond just business. Let's get it. Hey, it's so nice to be with you today on the solopreneur journey. I'm Jewel Daniels, head of Daniels Communications Global, a leadership development firm that specializes in executive coaching, cultural competency, and of course, developing the best in you. I'm also the author of four books with my latest being Three Sides of Every Crisis. It's a really important book that talks about how do you find opportunities in the midst of a crisis by learning to adjust your perspective and to pivot. And that's what we're going to dive into here on the Solopreneur Journey. This show is all about reaching out to those who are single, shingle, one-person enterprises that are starting at the starting line, but are running the race towards something spectacular. That's why we say it's all about building beyond just business. Because building a business, being a solopreneur, transitioning to an entrepreneur, and becoming a business owner means that you have to practice everything from being a good leader to understanding how to collaborate, price your goods and services, and even practicing excellent emotional intelligence. So that sounds like a lot. It's going to be so good. So this is what we do. We invite entrepreneurs to come on our show to share their stories, to talk about how they're getting through this crisis. And then we also invite those who are doing exceptionally well, who have built their businesses from being a solopreneur to something extraordinary that can benefit you. So come on, take the ride. Here we go. Listeners, I know that you follow the solopreneur journey, but baby, today is the day because I have one of the most fabulous women joining us on this Tenacious Tuesday to tell a story about a woman who does well in technology. You know, STEM, the science, technology, math, and engineering field is tough for many women. But Lisa Jones has a story to share. So get get your ears open, get your pens between your fingertips. And I need you to write notes and be ready to be able to transform what is today, but will be better for you tomorrow. Lisa Jones, how are you, my sister? I am wonderful. Thank you for that kind introduction. I love it. Hello, everybody. (laughs) I tell you, I am having a ball interviewing so many people who have been part of my past journey and seeing where they are. And when I watch what's happening with you and iMail, I am so happy for you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And it's definitely been a journey for sure. So I'm I'm excited to see where the journey leads forward. And, you know, when you look back at your journey, you'll be like, wow, did I do that? Did that happen? I mean, it's, it's full of hills and valleys, but it's about taking it all in and continuing to move it forward. Yes, you're absolutely right. And as you know, we interview solopreneurs, those who are single, shingle, one-person enterprises, and individuals who started that way and have grown their organizations to a degree of great success. And that's why I wanted to talk to you. So I want to know, when was the seed planted for this idea? 
So the seed being planted for iMail, for my company, uh, which is iMail, started, actually, I've always known in my spirit somewhere that I was an entrepreneur, even when I was a corporate executive um, working for NASA and then transitioning to the telecommunications industry. I always knew there was something more within me that I wanted to explore um, to live my life's potential, but it didn't materialize or to show up until something major happened in my life. Sometimes things happen, we don't understand it at the time, and it's a catalyst for change. In my scenario, in my life, it was, I'm originally from Alabama. Uh, I live in Atlanta now. And so my sister, my oldest sister called me at 824 in the morning, one morning, and she advised me that my mother had passed away in her home at the age of 61. And I remember that profound effect that it had on me uh, going forward. And that one communication changed my life. And so when I went to Alabama for the services for my mother, it was a graveside service. Um, and in my mind, I was going to get up and speak that day, but I wasn't strong enough to do it when the time came or I just didn't have it in me. I wasn't on the agenda, but it was in my mind I was going to do it because I enjoy speaking in front of people. So as people were going back to their cars, I was thinking this experience in my estimation for my mother's funeral lasted seven minutes. And I started thinking, is that what life comes down to? I mean, is mm -hmm. it just seven minutes? My mother gave a whole life, raised three daughters. We're all successful, graduate degrees, et cetera. But it was those seven minutes that bothered me. So my prayer to my mother that day, and I'm smiling now because she lives through me. But um, the prayer that I made was that to her was that I was gonna come back to Atlanta. I was gonna start a company that was gonna become global for mass adoption that would inspire people um, and that it would create a legacy for her, but primarily to make up for those seven minutes to show that her life stood for more than those seven minutes. And with that, came back to Atlanta. I was going through a divorce at the same time. So I was really in a storm, you all. I, re I really was, and that's the truth. Um, but we can find our way out of storms, you know, so that's why you got to channel all that positive energy and keep moving forward. So anyway, come back to Atlanta. I started thinking about what kind of business can I start? I think about communications again and how communications impact our lives. And um, I just started researching and said, what else do we do? We send out emails. And what I signed up for was 150 different emails uh, to see what major corporations send out for email. What what does what does Walmart send out for email? What does the MBA send out for emails, et cetera? And what I noticed is that the experience was consistent. Everyone had a static graphic or a link that you got to click. Then you got to go to the browser. Then you got to click again. And I said to myself, self, I don't feel inspired when I look at this communication. It doesn't drive me to a call to action. So with that, I said, wow, what if I could bring email to life? What if it could have a personality so that when you open it, you are immediately engaged with video and, and, and visuals and things like that? And so with that, I started the journey of iMail. Oh, wow. That is an amazing story. What struck me so much was when you talked about those seven minutes, is this what life is, the seven minutes and how you started this journey to make sure that your mother's life was so much more than that? So do you feel like 
I love to ask people, do you feel like entrepreneurship found you or you found it? Because I have my, based on your story, I have my thoughts, but I'm just curious, how would you characterize it? I think that entrepreneurship found me. I've always, I've always been a curious person, a what if person, a question person. I always loved enjoying processes and thinking things through. I even majored in logistics and procurement um, because I, I'm always thinking about things. But I And I always thought about what my life could be like uh, as an entrepreneur. I was never a big fan of waking up to a specific alarm clock or being on <laughs> someone's calendar. And I just never, even though I was great in school, it just, I never liked, I was like, I can't wait to graduate from high school. I can't wait to graduate from college. Or, But I always wanted the knowledge. And so for me, entrepreneurship was another channel for me to grow. And so I think entrepreneurship mm-hmm. found me and it was just part of my DNA of me to just explore it further. Oh, that makes perfect sense. So with it finding you and here you are going through those trials and I can identify, I too had that journey starting the business and you have this huge personal life shift change happen when you are embarking upon that journey. So when you made that transition, what did you find to be the the hardest decision for you to make, to leave from your corporate job to starting a business in the midst of this personal challenge? I think... I think the journey of one, you know, of course, losing my mother and then at the same time going through a divorce um, and then having to think about the the transition into being a full time CEO. So what I chose to do was to stay within corporate America uh, because you have to be grounded to make sure that one, you have a solution developed. You, You have to take time to think about, flush out all of the details of your brand. What's the name of the company? You know, you can't just step out. Well, some people can and make it happen. In my case, again, I'm about that process, uh, the strategy behind all that. So all of that takes time. So for me, it was taking the time to figure out how I'm going to develop this product. What is the product going to be named? What is it going to stand for? And then having to find a development team. Um, so it was just thinking through all of those channels. It took me years. I'll tell you all, that I stayed in corporate America as an executive for several years and I worked every single day uh, on email. And also I will say that I went to work, let's say nine to five, but when I got home by 6.30, I worked until 3 a.m. every single morning, every single day for years before I left to go out of corporate to become a full-time CEO. See that right there is so important for solopreneurs to understand. Yes have this misgivings about when you run your own business that it's going to be so much easier than working in corporate America. No. And I don't necessarily say that's that's the case, but everyone's approach is different. Everyone's way into it is different. And I love that you said that you spent your time in corporate America perfecting yes. your vision because you were a person that needed structure yes. and process, you know? Right. And you have to plan it financially as well. You, I mean, it's one thing to take a, a, a leap of faith, but take a calculated leap of faith when you have your ducks aligned in a row, right? That you can be more comfortable so that you can use all of your energy towards your brand and not worry about, well, how am I going to pay rent this month or how am I going to do X? So if you can align that strategy with it, that works even to your, to your benefit. What do you think is uh, the greatest skill or even resource? you carry from corporate America into running your business? 
interesting. So what is the greatest skill or resource that I've gained from the exiting or the transition from corporate to me being a CEO? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I say understanding that your business is there to serve the customer. It's mm. not about your product and that it's fabulous. Of course your product is fabulous. That's a given. Okay. So it's not about you. It's about how can you service your target customer? What is your value proposition? In corporate, I learned that everything was about how are we going to serve this enterprise? You know, we might have these wonderful ideas, but if it doesn't serve the core mission and purpose of the target customer, then we're missing the boat. So I would say that as well as uh, diplomacy, just knowing how to always support the client in their initiatives, but also to be calm and cool, to listen more than you talk. I would say that's so important. You know, know, that's a, that's an old grandma saying, because it, 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 uh, you know, what has struck this really been so profound for me in this entrepreneurship journey. So many of the lessons that my mother, my grandmother, my great grandmother, you know, shared with me and handed down really show up in corporate. My grandma always said you have two ears and one mouth so you can listen twice as much as you right. see. Right. And oh. we, we've just, you know, transformed those words and used the semantics to posture them differently. Um, so I, I love that you say that. Yeah, it's amazing to me how many people just talk, 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 talk. Well, what did you learn? What did you learn about the customer? What What are their challenges? What are their problems? Do you know their mission statement or what what their goals are? So try to try your best to listen more than you talk because it's fundamental, but it's so important. So you have some very um, unique and wonderful um, customers to speak of that. Can you tell us about one or two of them and maybe a project that you've worked on in the past or you're currently doing? Sure. So um, a lot of our customers are enterprise level um, customers such as Delta Airlines, uh, Porsche North America, Major League Baseball, the Coca-Cola Company, um, and even nonprofits for that matter. And so my vision has always been to support all businesses, not necessarily just enterprise. It just so happened that enterprise came forward first. But just so that you all know that we also are now launching a new initiative um, that will start November 1 to support entrepreneurs. Because my thing is we all have to start somewhere. We all have a communication that needs to be sent out and we all are using email. So you deserve the same benefits as well. And so email is here to service that. Uh, so yeah, I wanted to announce that. So to, to answer also like some of the projects that we're working on for, for enterprise corporations, it's more uh, corporate communications from the standpoint of like, let's say it's a customer communication for Delta where they want to send an update for messaging to their target audience be it their customer base. Even in the midst of COVID, think about everything that's going on. It's so important to stay in communication. And while we can't do that in person as much anymore right now, um, it's leveraging the power of social media, um, digital, and of course, email to tell your story in a short, concise way, but to still have that human touch point. Oh, I love that. So you know I'm going to dig into more of what you're launching in November. So come with the details. Come, come, come. 
they are still pending, so I won't be able to share that much. But I want you all to know that uh, I will share the update once we officially launch and we're in the process of patenting some other aspects of it, of uh, the technology piece. But just know it's going to be phenomenal. And from a solopreneur, when you need some support in email marketing, and this is the thing, you could send out an email today. Now, I want you to think about how many people are clicking on your emails today. They may or may not be, but we're all about how do you get more people? Because you're looking for people to buy your services. You're looking for right. people to learn more about your brand and that brand awareness. Everybody's going to look at their inbox. Everybody's going to look at their mobile device. So we've developed this email technology so that when it delivers that video in email experience uh, for your PC or a tablet, they will also be able to see it on the mobile device. Soon as oh. you open it up, the video is playing on mute. You choose when to engage the sound because that's within your control to do. But it's the idea that think about how many customers you can reach from creating something personalized that's engaging to them to view. Uh, your brilliance. Oh, thank you, sister. I appreciate that. I, I tell you, I just I have goosebumps. I, I really have gotten excited just hearing you talk about this. And I love how you talk about patent just so easily. You know, like you went to the store and got a loaf of bread. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, you make it sound like, because it's such a, a normal part of your everyday life, right? And so to be a woman, to be a woman of color, of African-American descent, working in this industry. So tell me, is the process of getting a patent difficult or why does it seem, do you think, so difficult in the minds of people who may even run away from it? That's a great question. I think it's it, it the challenge with a patent is it's the unknown. Like anything that's unknown makes us question like, oh, it just seems cumbersome or or too much of a process. And and what I'll what I'll encourage you all to do is if you go to the USPTO.gov website, that's the United States Patent and Trademark Office, or you Google US Patent and Trademark Office, it'll pop up. Um, and then they have all these video tutorials for free. That will guide you from step one, here's the application. Step two, here are the things you need. And like, again, remind, you know, I'm a process person. So if you give me one, two, three, four, five, I got it. Okay, I need to do one, two, three, four, five, check them off and keep it moving. And you might not get it all done within a week, but let's say you watch the video and you do part one, because as I'll always say, life is a journey. So don't ever feel overwhelmed. I used to feel overwhelmed all the time thinking, gosh, I'm one person. How am I going to do one through 100 on this list. And so I've learned to pace myself. You got to pace yourself to know that it's okay that the small and the big steps count every single day and to just take one step forward as you can. And so I would encourage you to go to the Patent and Trademark Office website and learn about the patent process. And so that's what I did. And so with that, I submitted and then I went and hired after that a patent attorney that helped navigate it, helped me to navigate through that process. Mm, that's excellent. That, that's really excellent. So you talked about the process and patience. Yeah. Um, as you know, we are in the midst of a global pandemic. Every day, especially for those in the United States, because, you know, we have listeners all around the world. Mm -hmm. But every day in the United States, something new seems to be coming right? Some new update. Uh, and I'm sure people around the globe feel that too in a different kind of a way. 
as a woman leading an organization, how have you been able to um, pivot? How, what have you done differently, perhaps, to cope with what's happening in this global pandemic? In terms of the, the current pandemic status, I mean, it's affected us all globally, as, as you've mentioned. Um, for us, we are, we're looking at pivoting, or what we've done is pivot in multiple areas as a company, uh, as a global company. One of the areas is we now service um, nonprofit organizations. We partnered with the Make-A-Wish Foundation, and that's where they grant wishes for critically ill children. So in the midst of COVID, they're not able to get their wishes granted um, given the current environment, but it's about now trying for the organization to reach more donors for people to contribute toward the cause so that when the pandemic is over, they can still grant these critically ill children wishes. So that's a new area for, uh, for us is pivoting into that nonprofit sector. Also, another area that we've been able to pivot is as me being the, the chief IMAIL officer and founder of IMAIL, uh, I thought about, you know, how to pay it forward, how to continue to expand my knowledge base and growth. And so I needed to be intellectually stimulated. And I was thinking while I was in the house, like, dang, you know, everything is inside. What can I do to stay connected? Because it's so important to stay connected as a solopreneur as well, because we spend so much time isolated, like, and insulated, just thinking about our product and our company. And I said, so what else? could I do as, as the leader? And so I, on my bucket list has always been, Jewel, uh, to go to Harvard. So I said, you know what, what better time? The pandemic hit in March. I said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna submit and see if I can, if I'll be accepted. So I was accepted into Harvard and I started in Harvard summer school. Right, right. Awesome. Yes, and I said, I want, I want to be able to give back to others. In order for me to do that, I have to be at my best and on my A game so that when I give back, I'm giving you my best. So I'm now in Harvard, I'm in the fall semester of Harvard and it's just going awesome. And I'm just so thankful for this opportunity. You know, that is that is so profound because what people don't realize is we're always thinking in terms of how do we get something in right. versus right, giving, turning it outward. And in this particular case, you really have found a balance between both. So <clears throat> what I often encourage solopreneurs to do, or people just in general, when you're in this season of flux, because truly, Lisa, this is our, people talk about the next normal, what's the new normal? This is our next new normal. It's going to be about this constant disruption, right? Disrupt yeah. because of how we're connected and technology pushing things faster and people wanting things, you know, quicker. So it, it's about also pouring into yourself so you stay skilled up and on your A-game. On your A-game at all times. If you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. Exactly. And also and, you said as a woman of color, I apologize for, for interrupting, you were going to say something? No, go ahead. I, I was going to also say, you know, as a person of color, we know the struggle of always um, seeking to adapt to grow, um, sometimes being questioned just because you are a person of color. And so we always try to stay on our A games in terms of as much knowledge as you can get, always being your best at every single thing you do. And it's also about that continual leadership and mentorship. So I would just say, just continue to seek outside of your network to grow. Uh, there are some wonderful people mm. that are willing to help you in that journey. And it's important 
to have a diverse set of mentors out there to support your journey because you got so many things going on in your life and you need people to guide and to help you in that process. And that's, and that's exactly what I have for, for me and my personal and professional growth. Yeah. That network. Um, I remember as a young entrepreneur myself, most of my mentors were men Mm-hmm. Just kind of worked out that way. Maybe because I have a bit of a strong personality. I'm kind of type A. I don't know. <laughs> but they were tough on me. They were they were really tough on me. But I I had the wherewithal to know that that was a good idea because yep. men were running things, mm-hmm. right? And who better to learn from if not them? But then I learned over time to expand that circle, right? Because right. you got to have this diversity of people within your network that help you to understand when to hit the pause button, when to hit the play button, and when to just do a full stop. (laughs) Exactly. And you can learn from people that are younger than you too, you know? So it's like, uh, when I say diverse, it's all, it's everyone. You can learn from so many different people at so many different stages of their life as well. Have you found that in the diversity of your team members that you talk about that support the business? Totally. Um, We are all about uh, inclusion, diversity, different trains of thought. And so our team within IMAIL is global. So we have team members that are in Canada, that are in Pakistan, that are in India. So if you were to go to imailcanada.com or imailpakistan.com, because it ties back to that mission in the beginning that I made to my mother's that I wanted a global global brand. So I sought out to build iMail, not only uh, in the United States, but globally. So I love being able to wake up every morning and to talk to our team members in these different parts of the world. We have a team member that's in Nepal, which is right next to Mount Everest, which is like, so they're everywhere. And the, I, I, so I'm up 19 hours a day, Jules. So, so I'm up 19 hours a day because it's their daytime or so they don't, they don't know when I sleep really. Cause it's like, dang, she was just up. She's still up. Right. Cause we got things to do. So the idea that I'm talking to somebody in Nepal, who's right next to Mount Everest, and then I'm talking to someone in the Philippines, and then you're talking to Canada, but then you're still keeping everything um, from your headquarters perspective here in Atlanta, it, or Atlanta and in the United States. It's just really cool. Yeah. 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 Uh, I enjoy the diversity and learning about the different cultures um, and the experiences and everything. I will say this. I'll share this briefly. So for our team member that's in... Um, Africa, imailafrica.com. So we were having a call one day and I, it was just he and I, we were talking and we were going through some, some data metrics or something. And next thing I know, I heard a cock-a-doodle-doo. It was like a rooster or something. I was like, what, what was that? And he said, oh, let me go close the door. But in my mind, visually, I was trying to visualize what the door was open and the rooster was going by. <laughs> but it was, yes. so it, but it's a real moment. You know, and that's how you get these creative thoughts is in real moments. Keep it authentic. You're absolutely right about that. And I think sometimes when you stay within your small circle, that's when you limit yourself because those tangible experiences are incredible. Um, I have a similar story. When I came to Jamaica and I was visiting with some friends, and there are chickens running around the yard. Okay, know that, had that in the south of my mother's family. But then all of a sudden, the chickens start flying up in the tree because it's getting dark. And I said, okay, 
it, something's happening, right? Because I'm a Brooklyn-born West Indian girl, right? <laughs> so who moved to the South, but I still have those New York instincts that say when people start to flee, you need to ask questions or move. One of those, <laughs> sometimes both at the same time. And what they told me was because it's getting dark. Um, the chickens go up in the trees because the dogs will come for them. They know. They know. That's an experience I would have never come to understand had I not been in this place. And while that seems simple, it started to make me think and slow down to, to be mindful of some things that impact this particular community differently because of my limited mindset having grown up in the States, although I traveled, you just don't know until you have someone who could connect those dots for you. That's right. That's such a beautiful story because that's, that's the truth. And that's what people, that's what we all need to hear, you know, that all of these, all of these instances impact our lives. And it's that understanding level as well. And I'll also say in the darkness of it all as a solopreneur, uh, building your brand, you know, we need things to smile about, to laugh about. Mm. Um, to share and to grow. I, I know what it feels like to be alone or even for someone not to believe in your dream. And it's just you and that computer or you and your notepad writing these notes. And that's why it's so important just to stay focused, focused every single day on that mission, on that goal to just make it happen. And I know every day is not going to be sunshine and rainbows, but it's about just staying that course no matter what. Even if you have a bad day and it brings you to tears, Okay, you'd be like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. That's okay. I have those days sometimes too. But you know mm. what? You pick yourself right back up and you keep it on moving forward. Say, so you know what? This too shall pass. I'll feel the fear and do it anyway. Oh, that is so inspirational. Um, and it's a reality check for those who are taking this journey because it's not always easy. But that passion and belief in what you're what you're giving to the world is what will help drive you. So I thank you so much for sharing that. You know, that's such a really good point about sharing that. So as solopreneurs prepare for the future, right? Uh, understanding that we don't know what it looks like. Uh, you talked a lot about how it was important to make sure that you have a stable foundation because you're a person that likes structure and that preparation and that network. What do you think would be good advice for solopreneurs facing the future that perhaps um, don't, don't have that same skill set? You know, meaning like some people are um, very organically, they, you know, they're, they're very free flowing uh, in how they do things, right? Where you have the structure. Right. How do we help those folks? Well, I know you've worked with people like that because you have creative people on your team and creative right. people like to go with the flow. They're not exactly about structure <laughs> a lot of the time. So how have you dealt with that with your team and what advice would you give for a solopreneur going into the future to still be true to their authentic self? I would say in their growth factor, I think it's important to keep up on your reading with podcasts. I mean, podcasts are free for the most part. Like I listen to a lot of Guy Raz, it's G-Y-R-A-Z. And he has a podcast series called um, How I Built This. 
And you'll get to yeah. hear from all of these wonderful brands. I mean, even Instagram, how Instagram got their start. How did Starbucks get their start? Even this uh, lady with a chicken salad chick. I mean, it's chicken salad, but the lady built an empire off chicken salad, selling it door to door originally. And she just was acquired recently, you know? So I would say always listen to for new opportunities to contribute and to to mm. grow uh, and to learn even in the darkness or even by yourself I would say that I would also say um, focus I would just say focus on your dream every single day even without the structure it's like taking the ideas out of your head out of your thought process put it on paper so at least you can look at it every day to say okay I see it Instead of it twirling around, like I used to do for a long time, ideas used to twirl around in my head. I say, I'm going to come back to it. But when you write it down, it's more concrete uh, in moving it forward. I would say that as well. And I would also Uh say that um, understand there is a lot of power in the power of one. You as one person have so much power. Let's think about for a quick second, John Lewis, uh, you know, who recently passed away. Look at the impact that one man, the boy from Troy, he's from Troy, Alabama. That's actually where I was born. But that one Mm. man from Troy, the boy from Troy, impacted the nation and globally. And when I thought about all those beautiful celebrations that he had around the world, I'm like, wow, he's from Troy, Alabama. And so I never mentioned Troy, Alabama as part of my story because I'm thinking nobody's going to know where it is. And so I'll say I'm from Montgomery, Alabama. But look at the power of one there. And so I was inspired Um, from Congressman John Lewis. And so the quote that I have is that greatness, greatness can be born from anywhere in the world Mm. and significance is without limits. So just know that it's within you to make it happen and it's going to happen because you're the person to make it happen. Lisa, it's not often I'm speechless. Jewel. <laughs> it's not often I'm speechless. You know, I have a background as a journalist and an editor. I love it. I've done a couple of things, but that sets the tone and is so encouraging for people who are, you know, pushing toward this journey because right now innovation is exploding, right? Yeah. Because anytime you see where there's a pressure tank that's happening like this crisis, people are forced to either decide that their side gig needs to be their main hustle, you know, it's no longer their side hustle. Right. Um, people are being separated from their organizations. Yep. Not by choice, you know, businesses are challenged. Maybe they were um, at that place where they were growing significantly. I know here in Jamaica, uh, the resort industry, tourism, and call centers are their major players in private industry, and both of those have been challenged, you know, people are not flying in as they they once did. So that is so encouraging for people to understand that what I often say is this is just a blip on the screen, right? It doesn't feel good for the moment. Mm -hmm. No, it doesn't feel good for the moment, but to stay focused on what it is that you give and what it is that can come. I love that. And to wake up every morning, as we talked about, Jewel, with with gratitude. When you wake up in the morning, you need to say, thank you so much for this opportunity for a new day in the journey to make something happen. Yes. So what's next for you personally? I know you've been working hard, but, (laughs) you know, sometimes as entrepreneurs, we forget about 
the personal side. <laughs> so what what's next for you? Let's see, on the personal side or just in general? What, just what in general, right? Okay. Just in general. Like what I know that you said you're doing Harvard and that uh -huh. leads you school, but are there some hobbies that you like to explore? Is there some place you'd like to travel maybe sometime soon? I want to come see you in Jamaica. That's where I'm trying to get to. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm so excited for this interview and this time, this personal time uh, with you all here today. And the idea that I get to talk to the fabulous Jewel and she's been, you're in Jamaica. I'm just so envious. I wish I was there right now too. So, the per so personally, I'm just thinking about what's next in the journey of continuing to move iMail forward globally to continue to honor um, my mother's memory. It's like, that gives me such a high, such a, a positive high um, and the impact of where it's taken me over the years. And I had to learn also, this is important as an entrepreneur, is taking time out to just be uh, still, um, to celebrate your small and your large successes as well. And so a success could be anything that you determine it to be. Today is a, is a success because we're all here together. And so it's like, just thinking about your mindset of how am I gonna turn today in terms of the glass being half empty or half full, but it's like defining those successes and continuing just to, to stay the course. And so for me, I've learned to start celebrating um, the successes along the way. I, I shared this story briefly that when you're on the go, sometimes you're just doing things because you're thinking, I got to reach this goal. I got to reach this goal. And I went back, someone, a colleague asked me to document all of the accolades and speaking and different aspects where we work with Microsoft uh, as part of our, their mentor protege program. And so I documented this whole list. It was like 40 items on this list of how many awards I had won or I mailed one and how many speaking engagements. And I had never noticed that it was that many. And I was like, well, what did all that happen? It's like, I remember it, but it was a blur. So I would love for you all to embrace every time something great happens, embrace it as part of part of your journey. Now I'll, I'll share this briefly too, is that when I think about the Wright brothers, the Wright brothers uh, mm. for the airplane. Mm. Okay. So it happened somewhere in Kitty Hawk, North Carolina in 1903 and in front of five people, but they had their very first flight. And do you know how long that first flight lasted, Jewel? Tell us. That first flight lasted 12 seconds and they considered that a success. And you know, when you think that's profound, because when you think about, well, where are you going in 12 seconds? But it's the, it's the point that that was the first flight and I did it. They made it off the ground. That is so significant. And so if they could celebrate, if they could celebrate 12 seconds, what can we do with all the technology and opportunity and access that we have in celebrating our journeys along the way? Wow, that sounds like a very interesting lesson that you learned, you know, and, and is there any other lesson that you've learned over the years and, and how it changed you? Let's see, other lessons I would say, you just have to just have an open umbrella to new trains of thought, have that open umbrella, like I mentioned earlier about meeting new people outside of your, your network, um, and so people might say, well, how do I do that in a pandemic? It's a pandemic right now. So how can I meet new people? Well, I'll tell you how. You can sign up online based on what you're interested in, what your topics you're interested in. There are so many free 
webinars or Zooms that are available. Oh my gosh. You can register for and you sign up, you attend, you listen, you look at the um, screen to see the names of the people that are on the screen that maybe you want to um, look them up on LinkedIn or, or Google them. They say, are they, you know, they, are they in my industry? Is this someone I want to meet? So I will look at the names and I will, um, I might send them a message in LinkedIn and just say, you know, it's great sharing this platform with you um, for whatever this event is, you know, looking forward to connecting. And they're more apt, more open to connect because you've established a similar connection of something of sorts, because you're always looking for a connection with other people. So I would challenge you to sign up for some events in the midst of COVID, of this situation currently, to expand your knowledge base, to pay note to people that are in those Zoom sessions, and to reach out to them. Take a chance and reach out. You have nothing to lose and all to gain. Uh, see, that's the difference. That's a strategic approach to it versus these kind of willy-nilly, oh, I see a name, let me just send a, hey, I want to expand my network. How are you? <laughs> you know, Right. Probably get a better response. Personalize you know, it. Right when you personalize it. And, and, you if you, and if you write a note, let's say that that person came off mute or typed something in a chat that made a statement of something. If you write that one little statement down that they commented on, and then when you go send the invite and say, you know what? I really appreciated your thought leadership on X. It was like, damn, somebody was listening to me. <laughs> right, right. right. You were listening to them. So it's about that empathetic listening for authenticity i want you to be authentic but take time to get to understand others more and it'll help you in your journey forward i think that's been my my biggest strength is i say that authenticity is my superpower because i really do like connecting with people and getting to know them and their journey as well Lisa, this has been so great. Tell our listeners where they can find IML and make sure you mention again about what's coming up in November because I want that to be a closing thought for them when they get ready for it. I love it. I love it. So would love to connect with you all. Uh, you can find IMAIL, uh, of course, at www.imailinc. That's E-Y-E, like your I. So E-Y-E-M-A-I-L-I-N-C. Dot com. Please visit us there. We'd love to hear from you. You can also find me personally uh, on LinkedIn. That is under Lisa S. Jones. So if you go to LinkedIn and type in Lisa S. Jones, you will find me there. You can also find us on Instagram as email underscore Inc. Or you can even go to my personal one as email CEO on Instagram. And would love to connect with you all. And I would also say regarding November, um, so, so, so what we're working on is developing a platform that allows uh, solopreneurs and emerging enterprises to have their own campaigns created so that we can support you and your journey uh, with your own personalized email. So we'll be rolling that out. It'll be like, let's say before Thanksgiving timeframe, um, but would love to hear from you because we need to understand what industry you're in, what what products and services are you offering if in fact you have footage video footage or whatnot as well and also think about this you only need 60 seconds or less ideally 30 seconds so think about if you don't have a video right now what you can do to get a quality video done that talks about who you are basically what are your products basically and something that just engages people for 30 seconds 60 seconds max 
and would love to hear from you all. And we look forward to being of support in this journey together. Lisa, that's going to be a game changer for <laughs> entrepreneurs, solopreneurs. You know, uh, the big boys have been using it for a long time, but I'm thankful that you saw fit to make space, you know, another lane for a, a different segment of this business population. So we are so looking forward to November. I will be stalking. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> you and my listeners, make sure that you keep your eye on iMail so that you will know what's coming out. This conversation has been a blessing to the solopreneur journey. It truly has been. Thank you. It, it's been my pleasure to be here today. And I, I am just so full of gratitude for you taking the time as well for us to have this forum and for you all to uh, to join in. So thank you so very much. Wonderful. Listeners, we're always here on Tenacious Tuesdays. New show drops at 7.30 a.m. So make sure you stay tuned. And what is going to be a bonus is not only will this be on Spotify and Apple and all those other places or go to our website at thesolopreneurjourney.net, but you'll be able to see this on video uh, on YouTube. So stay watching, stay tuned, because you'll see that beautiful face online. Aww. Until next time, take care. Thank you. Thank you. It's been another great time spent with you. Thanks for joining this episode of The Solopreneur Journey with expat entrepreneur Jewel Daniels, where we love being your ear candy. Let us hear from you by dropping a note at www.thesolopreneurjourney.net. Remember, you may be working on your single shingle enterprise, but you're not alone. See you next time when we push boundaries to build beyond just business.